Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John. Here with me today are Brian. Hey. And Alex. Hello. Today we're going to talk about some game news and a handful of what we've been playing. And at some point in the middle of this, Ubisoft is having their live stream, so we'll probably talk about that. But before we get to all of that, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch a show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K, Gojo, and Sidza for their contributions. We love you guys. We love all our patrons. And as always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGamers at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. We are Twitch affiliates, so feel free to slap that free Prime subscription at us if you'd like or drop like whatever, $4.99 or however much it costs to do a subscription these days. I don't really know. Slap it at us. Yeah, slap it at us. Slap it. <laughs> slap, slap that sub button. Yeah. Slap it. <laughs> Gently. Uh, Alex, any bumpers for the network? Yes, the Horror Movie Yearbook Boys are continuing the summer of Scream with Scream 3. just came out this past Friday. Please check that out. They also have a bonus episode about some Stephen King adaptations that are in productions and some other fun stuff, so please check that out. And The Alienist will be back next week, uh, and they're doing two episodes per week for four weeks. And I don't know how we're going to do this, but we're going to do it somehow, and it's going to be interesting, so please tune in to the Alienist Recap Podcast. Check that all out at MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Just do it live. That sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, we're going live. <laughs> uh, Brian, what have you been playing, man? Well, um, I tried the Hyperscape technical test. Um, unfortunately, yeah. I was busy with other things. And I only played it maybe a few times, but um, I feel like it's promising. This is is Ubisoft's Battle Royale, presumably free-to-play, that they are launching soon. Fan of the show, Haj, says he loves it and thinks it's fun and unique. So, yeah, I would like to try that more, honestly. Um, I didn't play enough to get a good feel for it, like... One thing I did really like is it is definitely very movement-based and very vertical, like, and, and pretty fast. Most, most of the uh, Battle Royales are not like that, in my opinion. Um, it, and it, it basically, it takes place in a, like a virtual um, cityscape, I guess you could say. Um, it's a much more urban environment, right? Yeah. More buildings and, and things like that. Things just like districts kind of just phase out over time, I guess. That I found that hard to follow. Like, I didn't notice if there was a map, I didn't understand how to read it. Or maybe, I don't know. Like, maybe I just never brought up the map because I was just frantically running around or something. I didn't, so I, I'm not saying, sure if there was like a traditional circle or not, or okay. if, if it was just the disappearing district thing. It's got poor cartography. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but I mean, I like, there's a wide variety of guns. I would say they're more like old school guns, like unreal tournament or quake or something like you've, there's like rocket launchers and, uh, like chain guns and stuff like that. I think there's some kind of rail gun, but I'm not entirely sure. Uh, there's like jump pads and, um, yeah, I don't know. Like it, it feels pretty smooth. It, it's interest, it has an interesting look to it. The music's pretty cool. Um, but I just 
I, I couldn't get a really good feel for it. Like, I gotta play it more. And I'm, I'm not sure it's, like, what I'm looking for at this point. Like, I feel like I gravitate more toward um, semi-realistic Battle Royale games. Mm. Um, like, I like Apex Legends, but I still don't... I never played that nearly as much as I did, uh, like, PUBG or uh, Modern Warfare Warzone. Would you say this is somewhere between Apex and Fortnite? In that regard? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's definitely not as cheesy as Fortnite, but mm. it's, like, s- similar in that regard. It's like, it's kind of uh, cartoonish in a way. Okay. Um, but, you know, not made for five-year-olds. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's going to actually come out of beta pretty soon. Today, what they, maybe? Yeah, possibly. <laughs> they might surprise drop it. Um. Besides that, I played uh, actually quite a lot of Destiny 2 because I've been trying to work through a bunch of odds, like odd quests and stuff that I need to finish before certain locations disappear in the fall. Um, and I don't know, I've been enjoying it. Uh, I switched out my main gaming monitor, so it's been like a new experience for me because I went ultra wide again. Um, so just like the, the cinematic scope of playing games like that is, is really cool. And I actually have like more vibrant color and all that now. Um, so that, that made me play other games too, just to test that out. Like I fired up the Witcher again, looks awesome. Always has looked awesome. And, uh, Forza Horizon looks really good. Like, yeah, I don't know. I think that's about all all I played. Do these all have ultra-wide support built in? Yeah, they do. Okay. I should say, that's you, not all I played, because we spent like eight hours gaming last night playing Rainbow Six and PUBG. <laughs> I'm fairly certain I had my best night ever playing Rainbow I'm Six. pretty sure you did. Like, my average kills per game that we played was over five, <laughs> which is never yeah, the case. Yeah, you had nine in one game, which is insane. I got, yeah, I got MVP twice. Uh, and God, that the comeback that we had on that one round with these people who we thought were probably using cheats, uh, <laughs> cheats of some kind that we played for two games in a row, and we finally beat them on the second one. That was three to two. That was. Oh, you'll have to uh, you'll have to link your troll uh, in the yeah. show notes. <laughs> yeah, I managed to. Uh, so we we must have been playing with some inexperienced people last night because they were like, "Hey, can I play the the attackers as I'm defending?" And I, being the asshole that I am, put, "Can you? Yeah, you just press Alt F4 when I typed it in the chat, which of course closes the game. <laughs> and uh, pretty soon after that, two people dropped." <laughs> and a third one dropped when his he was disappointed that his friend was an idiot. So, uh, uh, it's so funny, dude. <laughs> I, I don't even understand how that worked at all. It was baffling. If you don't know how to use a PC at this point, you know it's they're hard to feel bad. under the age of ten. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. their parents turned yeah. the computer on for them. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, Rainbow Six was fun last night. So, yeah. You also continued the PUBG. Uh, were you playing? Were you playing custom games again, or was it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, we did squads until we had too many people, and then we uh, did custom games. But we only had at most six people. It's it's kind of lame with six people. Did anybody other than Fuzzy win? Yeah, 
Let's I go. won once. Somebody else won once, I think. But in a very humiliating game, uh, five of us went against him and he won. <laughs> and then it, wow. that made me decide that there's a host advantage. Wow. <laughs> to be fair, we were all in a really visible spot, like up on a mountain. And he just like, like we didn't see him. He was like down in the tree somewhere. And he just kind of like picked us off one by one. <laughs> and there was a team killing incident. And oh boy. it was a mess. It was, it, we've, we realized that squads of more than like four, even just one extra person is like really hard to manage. Like as we needed two vehicles to go places and <laughs> it, it was just a mess. But it, it was like fun. having a family. Yeah, I, w- I really wish more people, people would join us in that. Yeah, it's a janky game, but there's still like nothing quite like it. The game jank isn't doesn't bother me as much as the fact that I that Fuzzy murders me every time that I'm. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've decided he might have host advantage, so next time we do it, like I'll probably host or somebody else. I'm excited to hear that it was not a host advantage. <laughs> yeah, but, well, yeah. Right on. What else, Alex? What have you played? I finished The Last of Us 2, Part 2. You can watch my entire playthrough on YouTube uh, under the title The Last of Alex Part 2. We'll, keep, um, we'll put a link in the show notes to the playlist. Yeah, it's 13 episodes long. It took me about 27-ish hours to beat. Um, and uh, I think The Last of Us Part 1 is the superior story. I think The Last of Us Part 2 is a better game from a gameplay perspective um but that being said there are some moments in the last of us part two that are incredible between gameplay moments and story moments i'm not going to go into any spoilers here so you don't have to worry about that but there are just some uh incredibly tense and crazy boss fights uh not like not even just boss fights. There's a particular boss fight that blew my mind and I can't talk about it cause it's a big spoiler. Um, but on top of that, they just take some really big swings with what they try to do with the game. And I think it works in a lot of places, but I don't, the thing that falls apart for me is that I feel like it kind of just devolves into this story of like an eye for an eye makes the world go blind. And I don't really know that the first game like the first the story of the first game is great and i feel like you walk away with a message of like real conflict about how things are handled and in the second one it's it feels a little more black and white of like yeah this was all just completely bad there's nothing that (laughs) happened here and so that's what's a little bit disappointing to me but um last of us part two i think is great experience i think people should check it out i think people who are Telling Laura Bailey that she needs to die because of things she did in the video game is fucking asinine, and those people are idiots, and they should probably just stay off of the internet. Probably. Just the um, internet in general is a really shitty place right now. <laughs> yeah, and, and people are horrible, and uh, so we probably deserve the corona. No offense to <laughs> people. But all offense to people. So no offense to anyone listening. I have been saying for years that we need another plague. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, we got it. So yeah. it's here. Rejoice. I was hoping for yeah. something um, more dramatic, though, like people's eyes bleeding or something. This is kind of low key. <laughs> <laughs> yes, just their lungs evaporating from within inside their body is not good enough. Yeah, no. Brian. Brian wanted like some twenty-eight days later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
The rage. But um, <laughs> yeah. No, Last of Us Part Two is very good. Please check it out if you like the first game. If you didn't like the first game, it might be a little bit better. I like the the uh, the accessibility options as we talked about last time. Lots of good ways to adjust the the uh, difficulty if you need to. I instead just suffered through some of the problems, which you can see on my stream, The Last of Alex Part Two, where I often restarted checkpoints all the time. Um. Other than that, I picked up Transistor, which is a game... I not picked it up. I've had Transistor since it came out in 2014. But that's a game from uh, the Supergiant guys uh-huh. who made Bastion and Pyre and most recently Hades, which is yet to come out of early access on the Epic Games Store. Um, but Transistor is this kind of... It's a isometric view kind of action RPG. The cool thing about it is that it's kind of, it seems like it's set in like a digital world and you get different abilities that you assign to the face buttons um, which are different kinds of attacks and like dashes and things like that and you can augment them with each other like each ability that you get has a passive and an active ability which is interesting um, but the other thing that's cool is that it's basically got vats so it's like an isometric fallout almost again in a digital computer type world instead of a wasteland mm-hmm. and you can kind of like you press R2 and then you can chart where you move to or which enemies you attack and which attacks that you use on them and try to build a combo and, and things like that. Um, so it's kind of fun to play a game that has a VATS-like system in it. And uh, it's nice to go back to because I only ever played like maybe an hour or two of it previously and now I feel like I want to keep going with it. So hopefully, I think it's only like six hours long is the thing. Um, so hopefully I can do that before... I lose myself in uh, Ghosts of Tsushima, which comes out this oh, Friday. You guys, yep. I'm jealous. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but that's it. Transistor and The Last of Us Part Two is all that. Their I'm new game playing. Hades is actually on Steam now too. By the way, is it? Yeah, I've heard it's very good. I'm mostly just waiting for it to come out of early access because I kind of want to. Mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, I know there's people that have had fun with it as it's been being built, but I just kind of want the 1.0 to kind of have the full game ahead of me. And I know that they've made a lot of changes as it's gone on, but yeah. it sounds cool and I'm excited to check it out when it's out in full. So Pyre sweet. was, did you ever try Pyre? I did not try Pyre. I played Bastion a little bit. I didn't love it as much as I enjoyed the bits that I played of Transistor. Um, and Pyre is one that kind of uh, the sportiness of it intrigued me, but it's not normally what I care for. So I kind of was like, yeah, maybe I'll pick it up at some point when it's super cheap, but I haven't bothered yet. So for whatever reason, I had a difficult time grasping the gameplay in that game. Like I, yeah. I didn't play it very long at all. I was like, this is just too weird for me. But uh, I mean, yeah, it looks so it- cool and I wanted to like experience the, the story of it, but yeah, I don't know. The other thing I'll say about Transistor, the abilities that you get come from people in the digital world. They're like programs or functions that you attain. And as you equip them to either an active or passive slot, or there's a third type of slot that I haven't unlocked yet, you unlock the lore on each mm-hmm. of the each of the functions, which is really cool. So you kind of gradually learn more about this character that you basically walk up to and died or somebody who you killed and got that function from. 
and you unwrap a little bit more about their story, the more that you use them in different variations. So it kind of encourages you to modify the normal attacks that you'd be using or to use the attacks that you normally use as modifiers on other new attacks to try and get more of the lore of the world that's going on. So I kind of, I really like that. I think they do that really well. They kind of encourage you to change up the way that you play. Uh, and the thing is, if you die, you lose one of your abilities until you uh-huh. on like until you hit a checkpoint twice, and that kind of encourages you as well to use things differently. So they they do a good job of kind of making sure that you don't get stuck in a rut of only using the same abilities over and over again. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah, so. I remember enjoying it, but I never finished it. Let's yeah, go back to it. I'd like to finish it before uh, more open world apocalypse hits me. Sweet. Uh, I haven't played much of anything other than a little more Horizon here and there. Nice. Um, I, I just try to pick up that game whenever I can, and it's obviously been tough playing Dad Simulator most of the time <laughs> now. But um, that yeah, that game that's a good game for sure. Like I, I wouldn't feel the need to keep coming back to it if I if it wasn't good. But the narrative is like pretty rad. Um, yeah, I just it's it's sweet. I I do think like I don't really think it's necessary to have like uh this is one of the things i was thinking about but i don't think it's necessary to have the different like bows and like armor sets and things like that i would much rather have like weapons and armor that just kind of level up with me as Mm -hmm. opposed to having to buy them and shit like that i like i mean it's cool to have like the visual aspect of it that like uh aloy's uh armor changes like Uh depending on which armor set you have and which tribal armor you're wearing like that's really cool and all but i don't i just don't think it's it's one of the things I always hated about some of the old RPGs was always having to like upgrade your shit. Like I'd much rather like she's going to be equally as effective with a bow that's quote unquote weaker as she is with one that's stronger. So to speak like her, her as like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm talking from like an actual like physical standpoint. Like if you're using a bow and arrow, like you might have one that like gives you a, a bonus to like, accuracy but like having to purchase ones that increase your damage i think is stupid like i don't know does that make sense yeah i get what you're saying and i i don't disagree like i but that once again that's coming from somebody like me who usually finds a way that they like to play a game and sticks to it the whole time yeah but Um, that's the thing is like you start out with like some pretty weak shit in that game and then you have to like purchase new stuff as you progress through the game because like you're not doing as much damage to the people as you level up because the enemies level with you, but the weapons don't like, and I don't really, I'm not really feeling that. Like I, like I, I just, I hate having to always buy new gear. It's kind of obnoxious. So yeah, the, the slotting modifiers and things onto the weapons in that game kind of overwhelmed me a little bit. So I don't really know that I did it particularly well as I played. It's incredibly helpful. I can tell you that. Um, for sh- for sure, and, but I'm not even at the point where I can like reuse the mods. Like I'm at the point where I can, if I put a new mod on an item or a new, on a weapon, like it destroys the previous mod. I wouldn't so really like, worry about that though, because you you'll end up finding way more mods than you can ever use. Yeah, just I would maybe like use the kind of lesser ones up if you have low level weapons, and save the the other ones for like the higher tier weapons or to mid tier. There is eventually, like, an ability that lets you remove yeah, them, yeah. isn't there? Okay. And, and like, I'm not a huge fan of, like, you have to have multiple types of bows. Like, you could have, like, a sniper bow, and then you have, like, your general bow. Like, 
why can't I just have like an ability that like I get that makes me better at like holding a deeper breath to take a better focused shot? Like I would rather that. It, it's well, it's like little mechanic things that kind of bother me. But other than like, I don't want to like nit. I'm I'm honestly nitpicking at a game I've put maybe five hours into. Like, let's be honest here. That's kind of an <laughs> asshole way to do things. But in all reality, it's a great game. I want to keep playing it. But there are just like little things that I'm like, why am I? Why do I have to spend time doing this? Like, I don't want to have to like. Every time I finish a big like story point, there's a, a shopkeeper who's like shows up and he's like, hey. Aloy come talk to me and then you like walk over to him and like you gotta be like hey what's up bro and he's like check out my shit and like shows you all his wares and you're like I don't fucking want to buy any of this stuff I don't know what any of this shit does like I don't I don't want to spend time dealing with this like I want to keep moving with the story instead I end up spending like 45 minutes going through the dude's entire inventory to like read every bit of information about all these other weapons and things that I didn't see before and I'm just like this is a waste of my time Hmm. I don't really remember that being such a huge part of it it may not be something you as a player focus on, but like for me, like I, I feel as though Alex and I share a lot of similarities and like choice paralysis and things like that. Like I'm going to sit there and like read all of the information about these different weapons and like waste a bunch of time doing it because I don't want to make the wrong choice in terms of which weapon I'm going to choose. Do you, Brian, do you remember, do you actually get weapons from the proving grounds that you do? Uh, yeah, but you have to, to get them. like hundred percent them basically okay. like get the top. I score. feel like, or well, like it I, unlocks the at least it unlocks the option to purchase them. Okay, that's kind of like where I ended up at with it. I was basically just like, if I if it's one from the proving ground, then it's probably worth buying. And I don't know that I bought too many of the other ones that you get at like random vendors and stuff, unless it was something brand new that I never even had before. I think with um, a lot of the types of weapons, I just waited to buy them until I found like the blue or purple versions, and then I bought those, and then I didn't need to upgrade the rest of the game. I just like some of those like lower to mid tier weapons you can you can do without those weapon types entirely for a while, so you're better off just saving your money and buying like the 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 best version later on. Sure, yeah. yeah. And I, it's also kind of annoying that, like, every other type of bow has its own ammo that you have to make for it. Like, what the fuck? Like, a bow uses arrows, period. Like, why do I have to have, like, sniper arrows and, like, regular arrows? Wouldn't, like, a well, regular arrow maybe, also be a sniper arrow? Like, Maybe the sniper arrows are lighter yeah. and they fly for I mean, that's a real thing. See, they, I, like, fe- use I feel like different they, would, feathers. they would be heavier. No, I I get that idea, but also it's kind of... it's just I'm just saying, like, for the, the sake of a video game, like... That that isn't quite grounded in reality. Like, quit giving all this fucking realism because I don't need it. Like, <laughs> it's the same shit with fucking Metal Gear games, man. Like, I don't need to like pull the bullet out and sanitize the wound and then wrap it and dress it and then put my clothes back on and then know. eat a meal and then I'm healed. That like, I don't awesome. need I mean, that. I wish more games had that. Fuck that. I want to eat a pizza and I have 100% health. That's that's what I want. Like, Well, the weird thing about Metal Gear games is that usually you can do that, too. <laughs> right. But anyways, but like, like that calorie, shit, mate. That shit's annoying. Like, other than other than me nitpicking, again, a game that I've maybe put five hours into, like, it is, it is cool. I want to keep playing it. I like it a lot. I haven't really played anything else, so I can't really say anything about that. Um... But I did say I I was debating picking up Death Stranding on PC and giving away my copy. I am giving my PlayStation copy to Nick because Mm. uh, he's a cool dude and I just want to hook him up with a game. And he also has a copy of The Division 2 for me to play on PlayStation with him. Uh. Um, 
it's I, whatever, man. I'll have it on three <laughs> systems at that point. Who cares? Um, I love that game. It's amazing. I don't give a shit. But uh, instead of getting Death Stranding on PC, I think I'm going to invest the money in getting Ghost of Tsushima instead. So I nice. I will be able to play and talk about that with everybody on the next episode. Um, cool. Other than that, the Ubisoft thing is going to start in about three minutes. So I don't know how we want to do this necessarily, but um yeah i mean i don't know i had some news pulled up i don't necessarily know that we should hit it right now because things are about to start but um this is true well let's speculate for two minutes and 50 seconds like what do you think they're going to show off here what do you think they're going to do i think we're going to see some more assassin's creed valhalla i think they're going to address the me too bullshit that's going on with them right now they have already said they will not oh really Okay, yeah. that's not really just, what they, this is about. So. They literally just removed three of their main people. I, yeah, I figured they they'd did. at least say something like, "You know, we are committed to blah blah blah, like the whole movement of we want to create a safe workspace and yada yada, like all that nonsense." I, but I think they're basically just going to be like, "We are going to focus on the games because that's what gamers want." Yes, but they with, don't care with a about French human accent. rights and decency. <laughs> they just want to. <laughs> Shoot some pea shooters and Far right. Cry Panhandle. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I think we'll, you think we're going to see any like Rainbow Six updates, or I bet we'll see a quarantine update. That would be that, nice. Yeah. That is due out at some point in the next twelve months, I assume. Um, we know Far Cry Six is certainly uh, going to be announced. The worst kept secret of this entire thing. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, I would bet there's probably going to be some Beyond Good and Evil 2. I don't know what that game is anymore and what they will show of it, but I think they'll do something with that. So, yeah, I don't yeah. know. What do you guys think? I mean, I don't know if they actually will, but I do hope they touch on the future of Siege in some way. Like, if they're going to keep mean, supporting it beyond this year or not. I would assume that it's just going to be like a smart delivery kind of thing for the next generation where it, it'll just keep playing the current iteration of the game, but with like faster frame rates and yada, yada. There, there's so many operators now. I almost feel like they need to, to actually make a sequel at some point and scale things back a bit. I'm curious if they basically just want to pivot to quarantine. Cause it sounds like they're getting to the point where like, you know, we have, they're doing less operators in this season pass than they have previously. It's only six as opposed to eight. So it seems like they're kind of ramping down, but I also could see them kind of saying like, Hey, this pure rainbow six siege uh, experience is something that you can, you can still play and hang on to, but we're going to try and, you know, develop this different experience over with quarantine. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Well, I don't really know what we just watched. Um, (laughs) I'm not really excited about anything I saw. Yeah, I mean, all right. So let's run down from the top. They showed off some Watch Dogs Legion, which was delayed from March 6th, will now come out on October 29th. Yeah, looks cool enough. I'd like to try it. I'm not, like, pumped on it like I was the original Watch Dogs, so. But it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel more compelled to check this one out than any other one previously. Yeah. But, um... I still don't necessarily know that that means I'm going to buy it. I assume there's going to be a lot of stuff coming out <laughs> yeah, around I, that time. I, plus, I just feel like in general with Ubisoft, like I'm curious to see like what doesn't actually come to the final release because <laughs> I feel like they're pretty uh, 
pretty prone to just dropping entire concepts from the final release. Yeah, so. they're going to be like, oh yeah, remember when we said you can control like anybody? Well, really, we mean like six people. Right. You can have 18 characters, and that's it. Not everyone. <laughs> yeah, there's a maximum of five randomly generated people you can have. Yep. Um. Yeah, so, I don't know. Watch Dogs, okay. They had a little trailer for Brawlhalla, which is coming to mobile with crossplay. None of us really cared about that, right? Yeah. Right. And then um, they had a Might and Magic Era of Chaos. Uh, yeah, that's sticker. another mobile, right? Another mobile game that seems to already be out um, that none of us have checked out. But Tom Clancy's Elite Squad. They didn't show any gameplay, right? Nah. No, it was all just like video. But it is a mobile game. It looks like it could be some type of I don't like I don't know if it's like have they talked about whether or not it's like a tactics game or I don't I don't think I've seen anything about it. But it'd be cool. I mean, if it's something like Mario plus Rabbids, but with like Tom Clancy characters, like that'd be cool. I'm oh, okay yeah. with that. I'd be pretty interested in checking that out. The only thing it's like it's probably like a free to play mobile game, and um, you yeah, know, you got to buy alpha packs for other characters exactly, which is what I'm kind of afraid of with it, but doesn't mean it might not be worth checking out at some point so yeah but yeah it looks like a combination of all kinds of tom clancy's people i'm sure uh john bernthal will show up in it probably yeah harrison ford will be in there all like get off my plane (laughs) (laughs) wait that That was air force one (laughs) didn't I thought Tom Clancy wrote he, the original character of that. Like, no, no. He, well, what what movie was it? What other Harrison Ford character was he's it? He's in the Jack Ryan movie. He's in one. Of, he plays Jack Ryan in one of the Jack Ryan movies. But my knowledge of those is very poor. So, I isn't it like Clear and Present Danger or Probably something? The, fu- Some the Fugitive, maybe. I think it was. The, <laughs> I don't know. Indiana Jones. <laughs> anyway, yeah, give me back my son. That was Mel Gibson. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> in ransom all right uh rainbow six is now five years old sounds like they want to keep going with rainbow six but they didn't really show too much other than to say check out the new season of rainbow six they did yeah. not show rainbow six quarantine yeah they were just like uh-huh we will make us a rainbow six until the next console generation that, i just got super sound, jamaican there and more there. like italian <laughs> you went from like french to russian to jamaican <laughs> i don't really know how but this is a multicultural podcast <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i don't know like it's weird because as we said previously i don't know that we will we have we will have said it in the episode so far in the recorded version of this so i will say it now um, I don't know that like they're they're this is the first time they've put out th- six operators in their season pass instead of eight, and so it seems as though there's somewhat of a uh ramping down of the content that they usually put out, and it's not like they can just continue putting a shitload of characters in. I'm sure it's hard to keep everything balanced as it is right now. But what do you think the next five years of Rainbow Six? So what does Rainbow Six Year Ten look like? Will they get there? Is the question, I guess. Um, I I really don't know. I I would love to see. I like that they're reworking maps, but I feel like some yeah. of the reworks are a little oh. bit complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to see some simpler maps maybe implemented. Just new new maps would be cool in general, like actual new maps that aren't like crazy. I think the Outback map is still. Even though it's a newer one, 
uh, and not a rework is one of the most difficult maps to understand. So I would like to see like easier maps. Um, I bet they start implementing other modes. Like I, I bet they do some like three V three mode or something like that. Or, um, they, they've been toying with this week. The arcade mode was some kind of like death match. I think hmm. where, yeah, I don't know. And I mean, they had that, like the desperados mode or whatever. That was like two V two. That was pretty cool. Hmm. Um, it was hard as hell, but it was still, it was, it was kind of, I don't know. Like I, I see them trying out other, that's probably what these other weird modes are that they keep introducing is them just being like, what do other people find interesting? What do they want to see more of? And I mean, the quarantine thing did pretty good when they first introduced like Finca and Lion or whatever back in the day. And that's why they decided to make a whole game with uh-huh. quarantine. But I think, I don't know why they don't talk about that more if, unless they're just going to just, it's going to fall off the map and they're just going to say, like, yeah, forget it. Like let's, Clearly, the main game of Rainbow Six has enough popularity. We don't need spinoffs, so maybe it's um, the name and the fact that people throw the term quarantine around so much nowadays that they're just sick of it. But it feels to me like there is a big open space where Left for Dead once sat, right? Oh yeah, and, and I, I, well, I, there are other games in that same genre. Uh, I mean, they just announced the company that made Left for Dead is doing a new game that is in the same universe or something like that. I can't remember what it's called. It starts with uh, with bees, like something. Mm. I, I don't remember, but that was announced earlier this week. But still, like, I I don't know, man. Like, do we do we need games like Left 4 Dead when you have other asymmetric multiplayer games like Friday the 13th and Predator and stuff like that? Like, it's very similar in a way, like, if you kind of think about it, like, if you're playing the multiplayer part of it, at least. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's the thing. I I has still have never touched Left 4 Dead, so I I can't say what if people are still missing anything from that formula. But yeah, uh, yes, they are. You know, yeah, so it feels like quarantine could take that place. But like we've said previously, I don't understand why some of the arcadey modes that they have don't stick around for longer than like the week that they put it out. Um, maybe they don't want to fragment their player base or like chain, like they probably have enough different hoppers of, um, players to try and throw into unranked and quick play and things like that. So by adding another mode, they can kind of like, it probably lightens the loads of the other, which they don't necessarily want to do. So maybe that's why they don't leave them going longer, but I mean, there's 60 million people playing, but they're on separate platforms because it's not cross-platform, so I don't really know. Yeah. I mean, I could see them introducing cross-platform, seeing as, like, Call of Duty does it, you know? Yeah, and I don't why see wouldn't, why not. Why wouldn't they? Like, that's... You know, I, I could see that being a thing they do down the line, at least, is, you know, especially, like, they're going to have to do something with that with the... As soon as the new consoles come out, you're going to fracture your player base across PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5? Or are the PlayStations going to be able to play with each other? And the Xbox is going to be able to play with each other? At that point, why not just open it up for everybody? Yeah, that would be interesting to see. I mean, we've seen Zach murder people with a controller on PC, so why not? Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, other than that, like I don't really know what to expect out of Rainbow Six. Um I just hope they don't ruin it in any way because it it is still a great game to play. Yeah, I don't think they will. I think they've been paying good attention to what works and what doesn't. And I like the new operators that they put out too. For I don't sure. necessarily yeah, think cool. they're like 
I didn't feel like they were running out of ideas, but like I said, I assume they probably lessen the amount of characters that they're going to do because it's just so hard to make sure people are balanced and keep them relevant and interesting. But, I mean, there's people that I never see in quick play. Nobody ever plays like IQ, rarely. And, like, you know, Capitao had a hard time for a long time. So it's interesting to see them try to continue to make different people relevant and i wonder if there's a way that they can try to go back like if they're gonna start reworking characters instead of just maps you know to try well, i mean it, to be the, that's yeah they've got the tachanka rework that's supposedly coming yeah so i i know that there's also pro like it's not there they could touch some people like if they went to try and redo caviera i know that people would probably get very angry because of the way that she plays right now she's very successful for a lot of people so i don't know it'll be interesting to see where they keep going with it how they continue to invent it right uh next up in the ubisoft forward press conference thing hyperscape pc open beta is available today there's also a free 30 tier battle pass um so that is the aforementioned battle royale that Brian has played a little bit of and would like to check out a little more. Um, I guess I can. Yeah, so that's good. Um, and yeah, PC only right now, but it seems like this is probably something that'll make its way to consoles at some point, right? Probably. Kind of interesting that it's not all out. But I wonder if that like thirty tier battle pass, because that's how all of their tier, their battle passes are for each of Ubi all the Ubi games that have them. Is they're all thirty tier? I wonder if that's like just a sweet spot that they kind of figured out for like the hardcore and the casual players can all deal with like thirty levels of a uh, of a battle pass. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla was next. Mm-hmm. Uh, they showed some actual gameplay this time, unlike at that Xbox thing. Yeah, they're showing a bunch more during this, like after. Yeah, uh, I've been watching it. This whatever you what after show, after show. I guess. Um, um, you can play as a male or female. Looks like there's some form of settlement building. They're also doing like large scale siege battles, which seems very cool as well. And they gave it a release date of November seventeenth, which is John's birthday. So, happy birthday, John. Um, so get him a copy um, of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yeah, everybody buy John on PC. Additional please. copies of Assassin's Creed. Um, I spent so much money on this PC. I just want to use it. Please just get it for me on PC. But doesn't so, Cyberpunk come out then too? Yeah, it comes out two days later. Yeah, so don't buy Assassin's Creed. Anybody. Um, but I that aside, you know, we checked out Origins for this podcast. We played a little bit of Odyssey for google play purpose google stadia purposes but do either of you feel that drawn to check out a new assassin's creed at this point in time i mean i don't feel like a strong need for an assassin's creed game in my life right now but watching this footage and stuff it makes me kind of interested in it it's like an interesting setting to explore um and it's graphically very beautiful that's for sure yeah uh yeah i don't know i just I feel like it's kind of riding on the coattails of God of War, and I don't care. If, I don't know. I don't think there's a... Me. Like that, but not... I mean, I don't know. The combat seems like... I don't know that they've changed up the combat that much from no, these well, past I, two games, right? I mean, the combat is, is what it is. It looked like they're introducing like new weapon mechanics and things. Like They showed a like a like some kind of flail of sorts and, and like destructible... 
destructible environment aspects and things they were showing off, which is kind of oh, cool. Yeah, you can set the environment on fire with fire arrows and stuff. Well, they were showing, like, breaking windows with the flail, and they, they show... I'm assuming, like, there's going to be some form of, like, catapults or trebuchets, like, added in here for some of the big-ass battles and things, so... Yeah, for the sieges. I'm sure those will just fucking destroy environment, which is kind of cool. Like, <laughs> I just... I feel like the... Like, this game looks like it's trying to be so many different games all crammed into one, yeah. and I don't know if that, like... That's one of those, like, choice paralysis situations or, like, game ADD situations where I just don't know if I can handle this. Totally like, agree. So, it, I mean, whatever, graphically looks great, and the Assassin's Creed games are have always been beautiful and play really well and are fun and enjoyable to some extent. I just don't know if I, I need this one. I will say the chances of me checking it out are pretty likely if cyberpunk gets delayed again <laughs> because i'm just gonna need something else in that time period that's fair for sure but like i said that's also in the thick of like new consoles as well so like there's gonna be a halo game out then probably there's gonna be i'm um, gonna be playing that on pc ratchet and clank out maybe or like whatever's gonna come for playstation at that time or you're gonna uh, yeah, buy I a mean, ps5 i, I bet you Brian, i bet you all the new consoles come out in line with cyberpunk Oh, and they keep saying holiday 2020. That's cool. It's right before Black Friday. Yeah, I think it'll be <laughs> you know, I like, think it'll be mid early to mid November for both of them regardless, but I I don't know. Like it it feels like that's going to be a very busy time this year. All I know is like I, I don't even know what to expect with that. Like I, I we're done with Assassin's Creed Valhalla at this point, so I'm just going to speculate about the future of the just shopping in general but like what the fuck is black friday gonna be like with pandemic still happening it's gonna be like cyber monday it's gonna be it's the start of the division actually right it it will be the actual beginning of the yeah the dollar flu took place like black friday in like yeah no you're right but that's man like I, I'm not going to go camp out for anything. <laughs> like, well, that, and that's the thing. I never did before, right? I uh, Sure, but also, like, I have been, like, I went to Best Buy, like, last year, two, two years, no, it was last year. I went to Best Buy, uh, like, on Black Friday towards the end of, no, it was, it was the Saturday after, whatever you call that, like, Super Saturday. I don't know. Small Business I, Saturday, I believe. Oh, God yeah, no, you're right. It is Small Business Saturday, so I went to Best Buy instead. Um <laughs> <laughs> but like it was still Big a giant Saturday. <laughs> yeah, it was still a giant clusterfuck. And yeah. so like I, I it wasn't all that different than probably what it is currently where like they had arrows on the floor pointing you in what directions to go yeah. and whatnot. So maybe they've just been ramping us all up for the this is some George Soros plot that we're living in. I assume it's just gonna be even worse than it has been in years past. People are gonna be assholes about it. There's gonna be people lining up, there's gonna be pushing People pushing each other over and like, well, not wearing masks, not wearing. Well, it's masks. a good thing that pandemic's a hoax, right? Yep. Yeah. Um. Last thing on the Ubisoft conference is Far Cry Six. They actually showed, uh, like basically an intro cinematic and some story, like a story trailer. No real gameplay yet, but it's due out on February eighteenth, twenty twenty one, as of right now. And they just they showed Giancarlo Esposito being himself. Yeah, yeah, and he's he looked fantastic, very much like himself. Yeah, it looked extremely realistic, which was nice. But it it all seemed to be pre rendered kind of stuff. But 
No, it said in-game graphics in the corner. It did. Yeah. It wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Rendered on a PlayStation 5 with ray tracing. Sure. Yes. Um, And 3D audio. If you have 3D audio headphones on, you can hear the 3D audio. But only nah, if you sent Mark Cerny a picture of the, your inner ear, right? Yeah. Yep. Um. But no, I like. I don't know. Far Cry Six, cool. You guys seem. I'll check it out. I like the Far Cry series, man. I. It'll be interesting. Just to. I don't. I don't know. I, if it is some form of prequel to Far Cry Three, that would be totally rad to kind of see that play out. I suppose because Three was probably my favorite. But um, we should say people are suspecting that because the kid on the box art looks similar to Voss from Vass. 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 But yeah, I guess what I'm interested in seeing is if they've tried to do another evolutionary step or if this is just minimal, you know, here's another Far Cry game. Is this right. two to three or is it three to four, four to five? You know, right. So, but that's it for Ubisoft, I think. Yeah, a little underwhelming, but it was shorter whatever. than I expected it to be, and and had less stuff than I figured it would. But um, you know, not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. Do we want to run know. through some other news real quick? Uh, yeah, sure, real quick. If you've got some pulled up, yeah. Um. Uh, NBA 2K21 is going to cost $69.99 on PS5 and Xbox Series X, leading people to believe that next-gen games may be $70 a piece. Eh, what's another 10 bucks? Yeah. I was spending 100 on some of them anyway, so who cares? <laughs> it's not going to stop I- DLC or any of that bullshit microtransactions, but you know what? It's probably about time for the price to go up. Yeah. The uh, interesting thing is it will not use Microsoft's smart delivery system, but if you buy the $100 edition for PlayStation 4 or Xbox One, you will get the PS5 or Xbox Series it's, X It's version. the Mamba Forever edition. Yes. Pour some out. Yes. So. Sure. Um, shitty of them to kind of do it that way, but that's what life is now. No, I, this has been expected. In, increases in game prices. It's have, been a long it, time coming. It's like the only industry that hasn't... <laughs> like touched its pricing in what two generations mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. it's about time but like i said i'm paying a hundred bucks for a game that i care about anyways you know i bought the hundred dollar version of cyberpunk i bought the hundred dollar version of the division if i really give a shit about something i'm going to spend that extra money anyways so. you don't buy it that many games anyways so no, i don't but that's the thing is like if i'm if i'm buying a game that i'm really interested in i'm gonna buy the version that like comes with the extra shit like they make it a point of that if this is they're gonna increase the price and nothing comes out of it or if like if the hundred dollar version now becomes like the hundred twenty dollar version like that might dissuade me from doing it but we'll see mm-hmm. you heard it here first john is buying the mamba forever edition of NBA 2K21. No, I'm just going to let my origin uh, thing lapse again like I did and end up paying <laughs> another 100 bucks. And... <laughs> Fuck me. Whoops. Man. Uh, this is an EA, though, right? It's no, 2K. it's 2K. Yeah. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah, no, never mind. Your plan I'm won't not... work. No, I'm um, good. Next up, Evo Online. Evo got canceled, and Evo Online was made, and then Evo Online is now canceled after the CEO received some accusations of sexual abuse um yes this is a bummer for the fighting game community um but 
you know, people were pulling their games, advertisers were pulling money, and it basically just came down to like, no, thank you, we're not going to have this this year. Um, it sounds like the CEO Joey Cooler, Cooler, who knows, um, Cooler, is stepping down and not going to be part of the Evo, like the organization of Evo. Um, or, or at least he will not be in a position of power in the company for a while going forward, at least. And there are other people that were founders of Evo that will continue to, to take on the, uh, take on the reins, but, um, no Evo this year. So that sucks, but yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the LA Noir developer is working on an, a triple a VR open world game, supposedly, which is cool. For Rockstar. Uh, for, for Rockstar specifically. So uh looking forward to Grand Theft Auto 5 VR. <laughs> and uh Online. I've still never gone back to play uh LA Noir, and I would like to do that at some point. <laughs> Me too. But um Maybe we should do a retro review of that because I have it on Steam. That'd be I cool. I have it don't on Steam have as it. well. But um yeah. It's probably cheap. Probably. I think I bought it for five bucks when it like at some point. Me too. Yeah, so I think Rick bought it for me actually as like a present, and I've never touched it. Yeah, John shared this one. Uh, Monster Rancher Two is getting ported to Switch, iOS, and Android in Japan this fall, and uh, hell yeah, I hope to God it comes to the US. I don't know what this is, and I don't want to. It's just a dumb Japanese game that you'd probably hate. No, but so. here's what you need to understand: is that in the original game on the PlayStation, you could put CDs into the into the system in order to generate a monster for the game. What? Yeah. 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 It was you fucking would, you awesome. Would, you would go to hatch a monster and it would say like insert a disc now and you could literally take any disc, like any C D that you had laying around. It could be a music C D, it could be a DVD, it could be anything that it could be. Did you try putting laser. a sandwich in? Uh no, I did not put a sandwich in. Yeah, it just made John in the game. <laughs> yeah. I, I was a fried bologna sandwich in the <laughs> Oh, you could fit you could fit a piece of bologna in. It's like oh, about the size sure. of the same, CD. Same size as the CD. But yeah, you could put CDs and it would read this the disc and it would make a monster based off of like the the information on the disc. Why do they and, have to uh, use the worst fonts in these games? That's like the whole reason I don't play Japanese games. Because <laughs> you can't I'm read not Japanese? Kidding. I can't stand the menus. They drive me insane. So like, it looks like instead of using CDs on the Switch and your phone, because you can't do that, they are going to be using an online CD title database, which is great, because that means I won't have to buy that stupid NXS Kick CD that made the best monster in the first game. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good CD, probably. Maybe, but uh, I didn't own it, and therefore was angry. But it kind of made me want to go back and play it, because I still have the first one for PlayStation, and I kind of want to go back and try to play it, and also see if I can, like, burn discs to get the monsters that I want. <laughs> yeah. What but. happens if you, you use remixes of them too? You think you end up with Yeah, yeah I guess you would end up it's with an entirely different monster. You end up monster. with monsters with deformities. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I uh, well, yeah, that's a cool concept. I appreciate that, but yeah. 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 We'll see if it yep. I don't know if it'll come over here or not because well, it looks like they the first anymore. one. Yeah. Right. The first one didn't make it over here, but we'll see. Uh, the Sims is getting a competition-based EV, uh, TV show. It's an eSports-type show. It's going to start this Friday at 11 p.m. on TBS, I believe. Oh, wow. A real uh, channel. And there's going to be four episodes of it, which is interesting. 
Uh, but it's called The Sims Sparked, where people will try to like make narratives and play Sims on TV. I don't really understand how they can win money. I believe it would. Here's the thing: like, if you're gonna choose The Sims to make a television show out of, I feel like some form of like Big Brother esque like. Uh, we all live in the same house kind of thing would be more funny, but they're just using avatars. Mm-hmm. Like, I would be more into that than whatever the hell this is going to be, because this just sounds stupid. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm curious enough to want to see what it's all about. On but- Giant Bomb, they did a feature where Abby was trying to kill all of them. So she made all of the Giant Bomb cast, and then she tried to kill each of them with the different ways that you can die in The Sims. And that was extremely entertaining. It was really funny. But this, to me, just seems like some weird attempt at a reality TV show that I don't know. My my best achievement in killing a sim, I feel still to this day, is just locking someone in a room with only an espresso machine. Because all they do is, like, get really tired, drink espresso, get angry, pee themselves, pass out. Get up, drink more espresso for energy, repeat until they die. It sounds very autobiographical, <laughs> Brian. <laughs> Except in real life, he doesn't piss himself, he shits himself. <laughs> True. But yeah, we'll have to tune into that and see what it really is. Um, two other quick stories. The Unreal Engine can now capture facial expressions via an iOS app. Yeah, this is pretty amazing. That's really cool. Also, maybe a little scary. Well, yeah, but like all the technology they're using for like Face ID on the on Mm -hmm. the uh, on iOS uh, just kind of means that you can do that type of mapping in an easier way. So it's it's crazy. It's interesting that it's kind of reducing the barrier to making that type of stuff. Like if we could make an Unreal Engine game, which would take a lot more effort, but we could put our own faces in it just by holding the iPhone in front of our face. That'd be pretty rad, and we could yeah. do like it, this. Might make it easier for indies to do motion capture, which is crazy. This is true. So, yeah, very interesting, very cool. And finally, a sealed copy of Super Mario Brothers broke the record. It sold for a hundred and fourteen thousand dollars. Wow. Um, which uh, the previous record sold last year for a hundred thousand dollars. And uh, yeah, sucks for those people. Cause Does it say what the rating on its on its um, nine condition was it's on the 9. on the 4. previous one? Oh, uh, it said similar condition in this article. Both nine point fours. It looks like okay. It's just yeah, you know, you have to pay a little more than the last guy to get the same thing. That's how this Apparently. works. It's crazy to think that video games used to come in a cardboard box. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I have a bunch of Game Boy games that I still have the boxes of. I yeah. have a bunch of old school PC games, and I think I'm going to try to sell them at some point. Go, those go for a good amount of money. Some of them do, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've got an OG copy of Deus Ex. I have. They're like the big box ones. Yeah, I've got. Deus yeah. Ex. Oh yeah, I've got that. I've got an OG copy of Warcraft Two. I've got OG Diablo. I've got. Uh, Messiah. I've got um, a hand, I've got a handful of them. Vampire the Masquerade. Yeah, so I also wouldn't mind just having them on a shelf for decoration in here. But it's just for decoration. Just for decoration. <laughs> it's only in the mountain. 
Well, that's all I got for news. I know that there's some other stuff that's happened, but that's what we had available at this point in time. And we're getting to the point where we want to be done anyway. So, mm-hmm. yep. Starting to get hot in the room up here. Time yep. fee. Next yep. time, uh, Ghost of Tsushima for John yep. and I, mm. at least. That's what we're doing. Uh, Poor Brian. Ghost of sadness wah, for wah. me. <laughs> ghost of sadness. Uh, yeah, man. If you want to follow us on social media or see other places you can listen to or watch a show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You could subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K. Gojo and Sitsa for their comp- contributions. We really appreciate you guys. Anybody who is part of the Patreon, uh, we're so just delighted and grateful for your uh, your your gracious um your graciousness it is awesome we appreciate that very much uh and as always we do appreciate your feedback which you can send to midwestgamers at gmail.com and don't forget to follow us on twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher we are twitch affiliates feel free to subscribe using your free twitch prime subscription or uh you know the base level of 499 is also acceptable and uh, any help is uh, appreciated because uh video games are getting more expensive as yeah. we just heard in ten dollars more so uh, so yeah, anyways, uh, Ghost of Tsushima is next episode, and it's going to be pretty awesome, and hopefully I'll have some more to talk about with Horizon 2, and let you guys know how 10 hours feels in the game instead of 5. Um, we'll try and double it this time around. Maybe 5 more yeah. hours in 2 weeks. 5 more hours, yep. So anyways, that is all for now, and we will see you guys next time. Peace. Peace.